Josh is going to twerk? Josh is going to get his ass in gear and twerk <laughs> to spec. <laughs> well, make me climb up on this chair and start shaking it. Looking to upgrade your Jeep? Who is it, right? right? How would you like to get free gear to make those upgrades happen even faster? The Jeep Talk Show, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast, is giving you, the listener, a chance to win big-ticket items from brands you know, love, and trust. Want in on the action? We'll be giving away major Jeep gear from big-name brands every month. This isn't going to be stickers, hats, and t-shirts. We're talking about serious gear that can change your Jeep build in a big way. So listen to the show every week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss your opportunity to win the Jeep Talk Show's biggest giveaways ever. Toledo Jeep Fest happening the weekend of August 12th. This is a Jeep event you do not want to miss. Just go to ToledoJeepFest.com for more information. And if you're there, make sure you wear something with Jeep Talk Show on it. You know, you gotta, you gotta promote. You gotta represent. Represent. You're listening to a four by four by four radio network podcast. The Jeep Talk Show is the official Jeep podcast of Mister Vanderquack. Keep listening for weekly updates about Mister Vanderquack and his mission to help the children at St. Jude. Go to mrvanderquack.com. That's M R V A N. D-E-R-Q-U-A-C-K dot com. M-O-U-S-E. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, Embrace yourself. You know, I'm so happy that we've uh, got a, a little uh, agreement here with uh, Mr. Vanderquack. I've been wanting the show to be part of a charity for a long time. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm always a little turned off uh, about charities when I hear that they're not doing, not using the money the best way possible. Yeah, uh, okay. And it just turns Agreed. me off to charities altogether. All, all and, and, and it shouldn't, but it does. I mean, it's like the, the people begging for money in the corner, uh, all the stories they did where they, they go at the end of the day, they drive home their Mercedes or something. It's just like, you know, come on. I don't like being made a fool of, but you don't have to worry about that with uh, St. Jude's or Mr. Vanderquack because uh, they, they rose, uh, rose. They, they uh, got $150,000 last year with the, the first uh, uh, iteration of Mr. Vanderquack, and they're shooting for $250,000 this year with Mr. Vanderquack Jr. And uh, we're going to be bringing you information to find out uh, how you can drive Mr. Vanderquack from point to point and be part of this great charity uh, collecting money for St. Jude. Hey, the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that is also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. It all fits together like clockwork. Almost like we know what we're doing. Welcome to the show, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'm going to tell you how to get your hands on a version of a brand new Jeep that nobody else will have. We'll also try to get to the bottom of just what the hell is going on with Jeepers in Minnesota. We've got more details on the smallest Jeep yet. I'm using that term loosely here. And later, I'll be talking about why torquing to spec is so important. I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on Jeep Life later in the show, that trail-rated 4x4 badge... It's not just a badge. It actually means something. 
I'm Tony, and it's Monday. Where's my coffee? I hope we make a Monday just a little bit better for you with our show. Uh, Thank you for being here and listening. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. You know, one of the things that makes Jeeps just so awesome is their ability to be customized to literally the nth degree. A multi billion dollar a year industry sees to that and we all want our jeeps to be our own right who can blame us well if being the one kid on the block that has the most different jeep is the most important to you well then maybe you might want to consider grabbing a right hand drive 2022 wrangler yep that's right you can buy a right hand drive wrangler in the modern era While this new Jeep SUV is made for the United States Postal Service and other delivery truck needs, it is possible for you, the average citizen, to buy one. So, why is that? Jeep understands that some drivers require a 4x4 SUV that features the steering wheel on the opposite side that you would expect it to be. But this Wrangler model does have its limits. First off, it's available only with the turbo diesel engine and only features the 8-speed automatic transmission. That's it. No options. No V6. No 4XE. The only option you do have, and I haven't been able to ascertain whether or not they just give this to you or if it comes standard on the right-hand drive variant, is something called the cold weather package. This package adds things like heated seats, a heated steering wheel, and remote start. This means even when the temperature outside drops, you can still stay warm. Outside of that, this version of the Wrangler is fairly basic. It still will feature four doors and can come with a variety of paint options, but do not expect to get a right-hand drive Wrangler with the latest tech features. Like, no Uconnect. Hell, I think my 99XJ had a better stereo in it than what this thing comes with. Now, if you were wondering why you would want to buy a Jeep Wrangler with a right-hand drive configuration, well, the answer is quite simple. You are insane. No, I'm sorry. You are probably somebody who needs to deliver mail or various packages in a very rural area. This feature allows drivers to easily reach mailboxes without having to exit the vehicle or enter into traffic. Which is a callback to the iconic Jeep DJ mail truck. We used to see those a lot, but the United States Postal Service does not currently employ a fleet of Jeep mail trucks. While it did in the past, those Jeep DJ models were replaced by the Grumman LLV delivery vehicle, and those things are hideous. But for some rural mail carriers, the capability of a Jeep is still required, if not desired. Hence why FCA still offers a right-hand drive version of the Wrangler. Now, if you are looking to buy a new Jeep Wrangler and do not need to deliver packages, well, you probably shouldn't buy this new version of the Wrangler, unless you really, really want one. The United States has an infrastructure that is based around driver steering from the left side, so just let's not get confused, shall we? That said, it is still fun, I think, that Jeep builds a right-hand drive Wrangler and that average citizens can get one if we want. Yeah, I had to go look it up because I thought that the mail trucks that uh, were delivering to my house uh, were uh, were shell jeeps. But you're right; it is uh, exactly yeah. uh, not uh, the, uh, the 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 one I thought it was. So uh, I, d- I did find this when I did the search. So how fast does a USPS mail truck go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing not very between not uh, between zero and fifteen miles per hour in five seconds. That's not, oh, a bad, that's not a bad time. There you go. Oh, I'm thinking zero to 60. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some real um, postal uh, delivery people in Cherokees, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of right-hand drive Cherokees, even out here, uh, still even. Uh, not the, uh, the, the later generation, the 97 to 2001. They're all 96s, I believe. So you miss something as an advantage to having a right-hand drive Jeep, Josh. 
um, you can really get a good a lot of good looks and maybe get some social media uh, posts by by know. backing down or backing through the drive through so you can get your order. <laughs> yeah, see that, that when I when they pointed to the infrastructure of the United States being kind of set up for a left hand drive, yeah, the drive through is probably one of the prime examples of that. So if if you ever go through a drive through, I mean at all. Uh, probably shouldn't be driving a, a right-hand well, drive. Well, you remember Caddyshack where uh, the, the Dangerfield drives up in his right-hand drive uh, convertible and uh, the judge is telling uh, Chevy Chase to get that get this car off there. He kind of goes like this with, a, with his hands like steering wheel. No steering wheel. I'm not driving. So <laughs> you, you can always make your passenger be the driver. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, I, what I was thinking would be a great, great practical joke is, is you just get like some generic steering wheel. And exactly. every passenger is required to hold and try to steer the vehicle, especially when you get up close to another vehicle. And as soon as you make eye contact, the passenger and the other and the other person, you have them steer that 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 fake steering wheel really violently over to their lane and to see what kind of reaction you can get. See, I was thinking different where you, you have them randomly pull the steering wheel off. <laughs> oh god oh god what do i do now that would be pretty funny now i already have a fake uh, brake pedal for my wife on the passenger side so this isn't a far, too far out of the realm of possibility <laughs> good times good times <laughs> so i i gotta ask the question just what the hell is going on in minnesota well it's minnesota yeah well uh, searching Jeep around mama's there <laughs> Searching around for, for newsworthy Jeep-related headlines, I usually stumble across some stories that leave me shaking my head. Some I deem worthy enough to share with you, and others are honestly just pretty stupid. But when I see <laughs> uh, when I see more than one crazy, unique stories coming out of the exact same area, well, I, I have to dig a little d- bit deeper, which I did, and I still have no idea just what the hell is going on in Minnesota. A Springfield, Minnesota woman was injured when her Jeep struck a safe that fell from a vehicle in Cottonwood County. The state patrol says it happened on Highway 60 near County Road 44 in Bingham Lake at 7.44 a.m. Monday. A pickup driven by a 36-year-old Cynthia Knudsen of Bingham Lake turned from uh, Highway 44 onto Highway 60, and a uh, safe fell out of the back of her truck and onto the highway. Apparently, she didn't notice. I don't know how. Because it would make one hell of a racket, I would think. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, sometime later, 20-year-old Maya Mickelson of Springfield was driving her Jeep westbound on 60 and hit the safe at speed. Mickelson was taken to the Winsome Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, there is no uh, question about the Jeep. It's definitely totaled. Now, less than 50 miles straight north from there, I mean, we're talking less than an hour drive, probably about 45 minutes away, a Redwood Falls man was shaken up after his Jeep hit some cows about four miles southeast of Redwood Falls. The Sheriff's Department says 34-year-old Matthew Gerke was traveling on County Road 1 near 300th Street at 1131 last night when he hit three cows in a row standing in the roadway. Oh, good God. Gerke was slightly injured and was checked out at the scene by ambulance staff. The Sheriff's Office was unable to locate the owners of the cows and his two Jeep was totaled. And the cows were checked out and found to be very tasty. (laughs) <laughs> so so both of those places are an hour from me that's like my new so, stopping but, grounds now what i'm hearing is is everything happens in threes and uh, i know i'm not gonna drive for like a week <laughs> seriously just don't drive oh no seriously i mean this is odd i mean for something like this to to happen in in two places in the same week all in minnesota all within an hour of each other and all involving odd things in the road that you wouldn't expect a vehicle to run into. 
just strange. So, uh, Minnesota, what's going on up there, man? Aliens. Yeah. And, and to hit three cows, I mean, I don't know if you guys understand how damaging uh, hitting a cow is. I mean, it's it's severe. Well, they're big. I mean, they weigh like a ton. I mean, you're you're hitting a car almost. Yep. It's just a little bit meatier. It was really good with grape. Mm, just saying. Gotcha. <laughs> well, this is what you get when you make a woke Jeep. And it's even uglier than we expected. Now, that I'm going to be the first to admit that I've talked a lot of crap on this show over the decade plus that we've been doing it. I don't pull punches. I give honest reviews. I tell it like it is. And I haven't ever given a rat bastard's ass if your feelings get hurt in the process. Now, getting you the right information is more important to me than how it makes you feel. Now, that said, it's well known what my opinions are of Jeep going electric. Just last week, in episode 623, we learned just how not Jeep this Jeep is really going to be. This week, a new batch of spy photos has captured a compact crossover that will wear the Jeep badge when it debuts. The spy pics show the crossover wearing a full-body camouflage wrap with the grille, I'm using that term loosely here, headlights, and even the rear side windows covered. The crossover looks to have an odd stance with what appear to be larger wheels and tires in the rear instead of at the front, which are accentuated by the short overhangs. In other words, it just doesn't work visually. The rear is just as covered as the front, with the taillights also completely hidden from view. This smaller-than-a-renegade, bite-sized Jeep wannabe will slot below the Renegade in Jeep's lineup in both features and cost, which will likely limit its availability and, of course, interest from people familiar with the brand. As we stated last week, this Jeep, if I'm using that term correctly here, will actually be based on a Peugeot Citroën chassis and feature absolutely no four- or all-wheel drive availability of any kind in its current design. This week, we also find that there is insult to injury. Jeep isn't even building these damn things. Nope, instead, they will make them in France, and these new micro-Jeeps will roll off the assembly line in Poland alongside the upcoming Alfa Romeo Brunero and the Fiat 500X. The Polish are making Jeeps now. What could possibly go wrong? The only saving grace is that we may not see this poor excuse for a Jeep vehicle here in the U.S. right away. With Jeep's electrification plans ramping up in the U.K., here in the U.S., we're not even close to being ready. So the production focus may be in the market in which they're made, and it won't be imported here for a couple more years still, or at least so we can hope. So, Josh, if it's made in France, that means only the reverse gear works, right? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well played, Tony, well played. (laughs) No, I, I don't. No, I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> there'll so be it, there'll it, be a whiteboard it, at the end of this okay. episode. <laughs> we'll have a whole new the the, the, fr- the fifth the, podcast the, whiteboard yeah, for Tammy. There's a the the French are well known at least in World War II and I think uh, other times for retreating uh, in in battle. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Run away! Run away! <laughs> <laughs> Run away! Or I will. We will taunt you again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the fact that these are going to be wearing a Jeep badge, they're not going to be made here in the United States, but there's a chance that, that they will be sold here in the U.S. probably once they figure out how to scram a, or cram a, a, a hybrid drivetrain into these things. Uh, I think we'll probably finally see, we'll see a version of this uh, here in the States. So, probably 2024, 2025, I'm guessing. But that means this will be an imported Jeep. A Jeep that is not made or assembled here at all. Now, I know for a while the Cherokee XJs were Heche in Mexico, 
Um, but, uh, you know, they, those were just assembled. The parts, I think, were still made here, but uh, they were assembled in Mexico. This isn't even close to that. The parts are being made in France, and the whole thing's being assembled in Poland. Just don't call it a Jeep, for F's sake. Yeah. And guess what? This is this is the same vehicle that's going to be getting the Jeepster name badge. Oh, jeez. God. Oh, just, no. It's ugly. Yes. I, I yes. Think, I think I, I would ju- go with Jeep Shaken and not uh, Jeepster. Get it? Oh, shaken, nut stirred? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every license plate will have a 007 on it. Yes. <laughs> yep. I'm just thinking, uh, just shake it vigorously until it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> shaken baby Jeep syndrome. I, I, like. I didn't want to use the word baby, but there you go. I didn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> send all your send all your hate mail to Nikki G at the 10 minute podcast <laughs> oh, but if you do have a news tip or response to any one of our stories please let us know what you have to say and you can do it by phone or by email any number of ways to interact with the show just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out I think Nikki G is just face palming I think it's the 10 minute Jeep podcast isn't it I can't remember so I'm it's sorry all I know Nikki is G. something about short attention spans it's <laughs> it's perfect It's perfect for me. (laughs) You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, if you haven't been over to the 4x4radionetwork.com website in a while, be sure to go check it out. There's the greatest collection of off-road podcasts all in one place. Really, it's the only place on the entire internet you can find this many awesome off-road shows and don't worry they're not all jeeps we got something there for your friends as well we got the center steer podcast the on the trail podcast trail chasers the 4x4 podcast even the jeep talk show is there of course we are lots of great off-road shows it's all for free and it's all at the number four the letter x the number four radionetwork.com that's 4x4 radionetwork.com we'll see you there i'm sorry was that the 4x4 radio network podcast.com i just want to make sure i got that right 4x4 radionetwork.com is that what you heard, Tammy? Yeah, I 4x4radionetwork.com. <laughs> Got with the program. That's good. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, Josh talks about twerking to spec. Twerking? Twerking <laughs> to spec. <laughs> Josh, Josh is going to twerk? Josh is going to get his ass in gear and twerk <laughs> to spec. <laughs> well, make me climb up on this chair and start shaking it. <laughs> The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys. This is Cody from Indiana. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jake in Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi, this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, Sexy Jake calling. This is John, Free Runner in 1982, and on today's radio context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, Anal Growth Restraint System. No! No. No, 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 that's not right. We love our listeners. 
Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show has been my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast and a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. Josh, you will be happy to know that we had a paid subscriber subscribe to the basic paid subscriber package. Oh, they clicked on my image. Yes, and then they they immediately canceled it. Immediately rescinded. Yes, I'm sure. And they and then they bought the one uh, friends of benefits one because they wanted uh, one of those little uh, add on things. So, but you were there for a minute. You know, you were second there. I was. You were chosen before. It's like it's like being chosen for the volleyball game. You were chosen until somebody realized uh, that uh, that was the the wrong Josh that they picked. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've been getting uh, some paid subscribers. Really appreciate it. And the thing I have, uh, the the best thing I have to say is, is that all orders have been filled and sent out. So uh, we, well, yeah, the Jeep Talk Show has a new order fulfillment center. Yes, we do. Uh, and uh, aka Tony's dining room. And she often uh, fixes me dinner too. So uh, yeah, my wife is uh, is doing a great job checking those orders and getting them filled out. So. If you uh, have heard about our problem shipping in the past, which was uh, <clears throat> me, uh, it, it, that that person has been replaced. He's he's no longer Tony was fired. He's no longer driving for this company. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so it's uh, if you're if you're worried about you want to get those things really quick, your little badge, your little uh, stickers, and uh, whatever comes with the the paid subscription, you can expect to see that probably within a week now, uh, if not sooner. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And you guys talked about airing down your tires and uh, what's the best pressure and whatnot. I would like to add that rim width has a little bit to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I had my 31 by 10 and a half on uh, my stock 7 and a half inch rims, I could only air down to about 18 pounds before the uh, bead would pop. And I know there's a funny joke in there about popping beads <laughs> somewhere, but I think I'm a little too mature to say it. No. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that I used to air up tires for everybody at the at the trailhead for free. Yeah, but now I charge $2 for that service. Yeah, inflation. <laughs> and now that's the part where I would say, hey, I think I could do better, but... Let's face it, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> you knew what you were getting when you clicked that download button. Don't lie about it. Very true. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Hey, it's not just Nikki G. <laughs> That's right. It's not just Nikki G that you know what you're getting. <laughs> but, uh, and again, by contractual obligation, we love our Nikki G. Oh, that's not true. Not that we I'm don't. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. I didn't no, know she didn't. I didn't no, know that no, she no. felt that way about you, Nikki G. I'm sorry that no, it came out on uh, the show. Tammy, tell <laughs> it like it is. Oh, <laughs> Tammy's getting aggressive. She's got a job. There's, she thinks she's on top of the world now. She can start pushing people around. Contract. We love him. We don't have to say that. That's what I meant. Oh, good lord. <laughs> this is great stuff. This is this great podcasting. Ah. Uh. 
You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I just, I... It's Tech Talk with Jeep Wait Talk. Yeah, <laughs> You know, at one point in time, your Jeep was brand new. Honestly, it was. Really? And when it rolled off the factory assembly line, every single nut and bolt of the steering, drivetrain, suspension, and, well, pretty much everywhere else, were all torqued to a very specific manufacturer's specification. Why this is important is because if the bolts were not tight enough, well, they could fall out, obviously. The bolts were over-tightened, well, they could stretch. They could get stuck in the hole, snap, or pull the threads out. During routine maintenance and after doing any kind of modification to your steering, suspension, or drivetrain, all bolts and nuts should be checked to ensure that they have been tightened to specification. In fact, virtually every lift kit's instructions will tell you to recheck torque after driving 500 miles. A good example of when you should be making sure that you have all your Jeep's fasteners torqued to spec is after installing something like a lift kit. When a lift kit is installed, many components may need to be replaced or temporarily removed. Upon reinstallation, these parts must be properly torqued down. With the vibrations and impacts and stuff that Jeeps experience both on and off-road, improperly torqued bolts could easily be shaken loose and then run the risk of causing the component to fall off. Trust me. You don't want something like your track bar bracket suddenly falling off the frame. Another great example of this that is a bit more common would be your wheels, for instance. The wheels on any Jeep need to be torqued to spec and every Jeep is different. For instance, from the Renix days of the Cherokees to the 97 to 2001 XJs to the new Cherokee KLs, well, even though they're all Cherokees, they all have different torque specs for the wheels, which also happens to be something else you don't want falling off the Jeep. So, what do you use to ensure that you're torquing to spec and not just setting everything at the universal German-based form of measurement? Gutentight. Well, you use something called a torque wrench, and it will be the most expensive socket wrench that you've ever purchased. A torque wrench is a precision tool that is used to apply the correct amount of torque to the nut or bolt that is being tightened. There are several types of torque wrenches out there, including beam type, click type, digital, and dial type. How they work all depends on the style that you have. They all have their own way of letting the user know just how much torque is being applied to the fastener as it's being tightened down. Now with the beam and dial gauge styles, well there's a sweeping arrow or needle that points to a number. The harder you tighten something down, the more the needle moves to the higher numbers. For the click or digital versions, the user sets the tool to a specific number, usually measured in inch or foot pounds. And when that amount of torque is applied, well a click is both heard and felt, or in the case of the digital torque wrench, it beeps at you. Torque wrenches are pretty easy to use for the most part and are an invaluable tool in the garage and a must-have necessity when working on the suspension or steering of any Jeep. They also come with different price tags and learning curves for that matter as well. That being said, here's the most important rule of thumb that you need to remember out of all of this. Any torque wrench is better than no torque wrench. So look in your local pawn shops, Facebook marketplace, garage sales, even Craigslist to find a good deal on a previously owned quality torque wrench. Now, if all else fails, turn to the interwebs or your local Harbor Freight. And in order to find the right tor spe torque specifications for your Jeep, well, you can look in either the factory service manual for your Jeep. Wait, you do have a factory service manual for your Jeep, don't you? Better get one. Yes. Typically, even Chilton and Haynes manuals will have a page or two dedicated torque specs as well. But if not, there are multiple websites out there that have this information as well. Just make sure that you look at at least two different sources to verify that you have the right information. At the end of the day, torquing the spec may require a specialty tool like a torque wrench and, of course, more time to set and dial everything in. But in the long run, it's worth it. You get a less squeaky Jeep. 
bolts or studs that don't break and that can be relied on, wheels that don't fall off, and maintenance that goes a lot more smoothly each and every single time. Well, if you have anything to add, maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, send us a message, let us know what you're stuck on in your build or a topic that you would like covered here on Tech Talk. Hey, coming up this Thursday on our now what we call interview episode, uh, Cody Cameron from BridgecomSystems.com. It's ham radio, it's GMRS, it's all kinds of goodies having to do with communication. And of course, this is something that you need for your Jeep trail communication. Go over there and check out BridgecomSystems.com and get ready for that interview coming up on Thursday. And then a a week from that interview, uh, we have Tony Pellegrino from Genrite.com. Uh, fascinating, interesting interview for me personally. I think Tony was bored, but I thought it was great. <laughs> Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. You know, the Jeep brand is like no other out there. Jeep's core values are freedom, adventure, authenticity, and passion. As Jeep owners throughout history, we have learned go anywhere, do anything is more than just a slogan. For Jeepers, it's our way of life. And I have embraced that way of life and it's changed me. I've experienced amazing adventures, met some of the greatest people who are now my lifelong friends, and found my passion in all things Jeep. Those core values are a reflection of myself and so many Jeepers around the world. Some lucky enough to have discovered Jeep early in their life. It's a connection like no other. And the Jeep brand has embodied those four core values into the DNA of every Jeep that they make. Not just the Wranglers and their predecessors, but the Compass, the Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee, the Renegade, and so many more. The one thing that ties all of those Jeeps together is the trail-rated 4x4 badge. And we need to appreciate all of those Jeeps because they all are so capable and unique in their own ways. You know, sometimes people joke about that badge and you need to realize it's not just a badge that they just slap on the Jeep. It's earned. And there's some background behind that badge. And every Jeep vehicle with that trail-rated 4x4 badge has succeeded against a series of grueling tests in five categories. Traction, water fording, maneuverability, articulation, and ground clearance. Jeep says trail-rated is a methodology, a guarantee, and a recognized standard for proven off-road capability that Jeep 4x4 vehicles must meet. Trail Rated is an industry-leading methodology initially established by the Nevada Automotive Test Center, NATC, and Jeep Engineering to objectively measure off-road performance for all Jeep vehicles. First, the testing begins at Jeep's headquarters, U.S. headquarters, where the Jeep endures the bitter, angry, cold weather of northern Michigan. Then, it's out to some of the most challenging terrain on Earth, the Rubicon Trail. Located high in the Sierra Nevada mountains, the Rubicon Trail is 22 miles of incredible, rocky, grueling, beautiful landscape. It's a natural off-road adventure park populated by massive rocks and unforgiving boulders. Weather and constant use means the trail is always changing to provide new challenging challenges for vehicles hoping to be trail rated. 
Now, Jeep says pushing our vehicles as far as they can go is part of that Jeep brand DNA. They strive for groundbreaking capability so we as Jeep owners can pursue our exhilarating adventures. Jeep says their vehicles will continue to be tested to battle everything you may encounter. They are consistent and re- they are consistent and reliable measurements of off-road performance that include a combination of natural and controlled field tests on demanding terrain as well as computer simulated evaluation. If a Jeep vehicle is affixed with this trail rated 4x4 badge, you know it has passed the test of five performance categories. Traction tells you that the vehicle is capable of conquering some of the toughest terrain in like mud, sand, and on the rocks. Water fording features additional electric and body sealing along with high air intake to help you navigate streams and flooded underpasses. These electrical systems use extra electrical seals and they also use waterproof connectors which i did not know that i found that interesting maneuverability means that jeep is capable to navigate narrow gaps dodge emergency situations and avoid cosmetic damage thanks to their precision steering and optimized wheelbases which allow for expert navigation articulation means those trail rated 4x4 suspensions enhance off-road performance maximizing flexibility axle articulation and wheel travel and ground clearance is more than just that area under your jeep when you drive over obstacles ground clearance ground clearance testing also includes approach breakover and departure angles to ensure a vehicle can clear logs rocks and uneven ground so remember the next time you see that trail rated badge on your jeep or other jeeps No, it's not just a badge. It's a lot more. Jeep says they don't make Jeep. We do. Revel in all things Jeep, that unstoppable spirit that makes our Jeep community and our Jeep experiences what it means to live the Jeep life. You can head over to the Jeep's website for all kinds of cool information on the trail, rated 4x4 badge, and other interesting 4x4 things that Jeep has, like their Quadra lift, their select terrain they have in all these other jeeps because a lot of us are wrangler or cherokee owners but these other jeeps have some really cool interesting things in them that i'm just now learning about it's really cool there's a link in the show notes for the jeep.com trail rated site very cool it's fun finding out things about jeeps Oh, it is. I'm learning so much more being at a Jeep dealer. And, and you know, there's so much to learn. I mean, uh, I guess uh, with uh, Chuck recently coming uh, coming into the uh, uh, the Discord uh, server in our Zoom room, uh, we we've been I've been finding out a lot more about the the Jeeps prior to 1998, the first Jeep that I had. Uh, I think Josh had some uh, some background in the older Jeeps too. But boy, uh, that's what Chuck lives and breathes is the uh, the metal Jeeps, as he as he says. I know them a little bit, but not like Chuck. Oh, I know. So, that yeah, I love the older Jeeps. It's just fascinating. It's uh, it's history. It's where they, everything came right. from. Yeah, it's how it all started. So, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with your own? We're always looking for Jeep stories, including yours. So, contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com dot com slash contact to find out how to reach out to us. 
And don't forget, Jeeper, it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. We're always talking about that thing, what it's full of, what it does for you. Man, you've got to get the newsletter. You want to find out what we're giving away, who we're talking to, what interviews are coming up, what's happening on the Jeep Talk Show, and when. It's all in the newsletter, and it's all free. All you got to do is head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and there you will find a link to click and sign up for the newsletter. Don't worry. It's one email a week, and it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Hope to see you there. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper, until our next show. Be sure that your nuts are torqued tight. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. I pledge allegiance to the Jeeps of the United States of America and to the wheeling for which they stand, one grill, under God, unstoppable with lockers and seven slots for all. Oh, I love that. Podcasting since 2010.